Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's C. Sparky, Fiverr, 1250 AM, The Fan, along with my guy, Ryan Horvath, BetMGM tonight. Him and Trista Kirk do a great job with that show weeknights, part of the BetQL radio network. And we thought we would have some fun. We thought we would do a Thanksgiving edition of Curd and Long. And then on Friday, we'll get back to doing our, our normal show and look ahead to the Packer game and that fun stuff. But we thought something fun and different because face facts, right? If, if you're doing a sports talk show, uh, you know, on a Wednesday or on Thanksgiving Day, if you're unfortunate enough to have to work on Thanksgiving Day, you're doing a lot of the topics that we're probably going to do on our show. So why not just do a curtain long podcast, something fun and not so serious? Uh, okay, so here we go. First question, Brian Horvath. What are you thankful for this year? And it could be numerous things. We can just go one at a time back and forth. What are you thankful for this year with the Packers and the NFL? What are you thankful for this year with the Packers and the NFL? And of course, if uh, you're listening to this, you want to tweet us at Sparky Radio or at Ryan Horvath. After you listen to the podcast, you can always do that uh, too. All right, Ryan, what do you got? So I'm not thankful for much when it comes to the Green Bay Packers this season, but I'm going to try to stay positive, man, because it's Thanksgiving and I'm a Thanksgiving guy. This is my favorite holiday. I'm not, I like Christmas, but I'm more of a Thanksgiving guy. I think it's the best day of the year. So I'm going to try to stay positive today and we'll go with, I'm thankful that Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari are back on the field, you know, both look healthier. Bakhtiari, I know it's tough for him to complete a full four quarters of football, but yeah. still good to see him back out there. And you know what? I'll throw in one more thing. I'm thankful for uh, Christian Watson stepping up here these last couple weeks. He looks like the real deal. He could create separation when he hangs on to the ball, which he's been doing the last couple weeks. Man, he could be one of the better receivers in the league. So thankful for that. And then with the NFL, you know, the, the thing I'm thankful for is being able to watch, and I can't believe I'm saying this, the Seattle Seahawks this year are oh a lot God. of fun. Geno Smith is a great you. story. Kenneth Walker is one of the better backs in the league. I've always hated Pete Carroll. I don't know that I hate this version of Pete Carroll. The defense has stepped up. I enjoy watching some of these younger quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. It's still a great product. This year, though, I feel like I'm down on the NFL. I've been more into college. Hey, hey, hey. hey. We're thankful. Thankful. No negative. Thankful. Yes. Focus on the positive. Right. Thankful. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. So I'm thankful for the young quarterback play. Some of these guys, Mahomes, Herbert, they're so damn yeah. fun to watch. We're going to be watching them for the next 10 years. And with the Packers, Again, thankful that some of these guys are back healthy and uh, thankful that Christian Watson looks like he might be the next big thing at wide receiver. Uh, first of all, people need to admit, I, I don't care if you like Pete Carroll or you don't like Pete Carroll. He's a hell of a coach, y'all. I mean, I, yeah. man, you don't have to like the gum chewing and the bravado and how he does his business, but the man can flat out coach. He's proven it pretty much everywhere he's been outside of maybe the Patriots gig his first time around the NFL. But outside of that, that dude has been unbelievable in college. He's been unbelievable in the NFL. He is a very, very good head coach and he has an idea of how to what assistance to put around him he has an idea of when to move on from an assistant to change something up again nobody thought that geno smith would lead the seahawks anywhere but the first pick in the nfl draft or second pick maybe behind the falcons yeah. those were the two teams everybody thought was going to stink and instead he's got this team in, in, in a position to be in the playoffs at this point ryan horva i mean that is un seahawks fans if y'all aren't thankful for pete carroll y'all are missing the boat here because that man ain't going to coach forever he's getting older than dirt as we go here and at some point he's going to walk away and then y'all are going to really have some problems 
Yeah, and the last thing I'll say about that, because the Seahawks, I mean, they've ruined my life, right? Like, I, seriously, you would think, no, they have. I mean, that year, I couldn't get out of bed after the NFC Championship game. But, but this is a different version, and I kind of like how it all played out, because Russ, the ultimate good guy, phony, as I've been saying, you know, for years, people would call in to Bart's show. People would tweet at me that they would rather have Russell Wilson than Aaron yep. Rodgers. This is a thing. You could go back and look at the station tweets because, you know, his teammates rallied around him. Oh, no, we're finding out that Russ is actually the bad guy. And I love all these post-game interviews with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and Gino talking about, oh, yeah, it's funny what we could accomplish when one guy doesn't want to take all the credit. It's just it's been a great story, man. And Pete Carroll has kind of become the hero a little bit. So they are fun and they're fun to watch. You know, I don't know how far they're going to go they may not even get into the playoffs but right now they're exciting i'm going to make you mad i think Uh-oh. but on the green and growing podcast uh that is up uh wednesday morning here as we are recording this we recorded it tuesday night nathan marzian and myself find it everywhere podcasts are available just like Curtin and long um I-, I brought up that maybe Giannis is becoming the russell wilson of the nba and we had a, a, a kind of a conversation about that. Ryan Horvath's eyebrows are raised to his hairline. What did Nate say about that is what I want to know. I don't even think I have to defend this because I'm sure that he probably. So I just brought it up, man, because it kind of feels like right now in the league that people are just looking for a way to kind of bring this dude down if they can. And that latter incident happened and then everybody, oh, he's fake, humble, and da 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 and people just killing him. Like, People don't buy that this dude is what he appears he is. I buy it, but I don't think a lot of the rest of the country buy it. Other fan bases buy it. I think they look at him like people look at Russell Wilson. Oh, dude, there's no way you're for real. There's no way. This is all fake crap. You're not that good of a guy, whatever. I think Giannis is starting to get that type of thing to him because people don't believe him. Because, you know, everybody – wants to tear a guy down and build a guy back up. That's how it is in sports. And I don't know. So go listen to that green and growing podcast. Uh, if you get a chance. All right. What am I thankful for this year? with The Packers in the NFL. I'm thankful that I got to watch Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers for as long as I have, because I know it's about to end here. Uh, and then who knows how bad this team is going to be and who knows how bad a quarterback play we're going to have to watch. And then we're going to be like, damn, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks all done with two Super Bowl wins, one each. That doesn't make me happy, but we're going to stay positive. So thankful that I got to watch two Hall of Fame quarterbacks play for the Green Bay Packers. Thankful that I was kind of wrong on Matt LaFleur. I, when they hired Matt LaFleur, I was like, dude, what are we doing? Like, this guy couldn't coach the Tennessee Titans offense. Again, it's Mariota. But, but regardless, they were among the worst in the league. Like, what are we doing? We don't know him, but you couldn't have hired somebody better than this for, you know, Aaron Rodgers. He's going to get Aaron Rodgers' respect. And all of a sudden, 13-win season, 13-win season, 13-win season. Uh, and now, obviously, a stumble here this year, but I'm thankful that they, they hired Matt LaFleur, and he's been a part of this. And for the most part, even though he – irritates me and Ryan at times for not being angry enough and not really kind of coming out on guys. Uh, he handles himself very well in the media and really doesn't really make missteps necessarily where he's going to have to go back and retract something. So uh, very thankful for, for Matt LaFleur as well. Other things I'm thankful for. I'm thankful that Christian Watson is finally healthy so we can finally see what this dude is. Because I don't think anybody realized what we were missing this whole time. Because if we did, oh boy, we would be losing our minds. Like, could you, if this dude was here, how much better we would be? And now that you see how dude, how good this dude is, it's amazing. And on Friday, uh, got an interview with Dusty Evely um, from Packer Report, my film analyst that I have on each week. Uh, and he goes into talking about 
Christian Watson and looking at the film when he's been on the field yeah. and pretty much says he's pretty much open almost every play. Pretty much almost every play he's open if Aaron wants to throw the ball to him. He's that good at this point. So, again, go check that out. That'll be up on Friday at 12.50 a.m. The fan.com or on Odyssey. So thankful for him. After this last game, hey, y'all, that Quay Walker might be something. I mean, yeah. you 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 might have a future Pro Bowl middle linebacker there here at some point. I, I know it's only one game, but pretty thankful they got Quay Walker because that future looks pretty bright if he can continue to develop and get better uh, as as time goes along. So thankful for that. The also thankful, almost wanted to the NFL. One more. Thankful I got to watch Aaron Jones the last couple of years. I don't know if he's back next year. I don't know where he ends up next year, if they restructure, extend, what they do. I can't imagine they let him walk. But whatever they do, I'm just thankful I got to watch Aaron Jones because that dude is fun to watch run the football and catch the football. The National Football League. Hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. So what can we be thankful for? I think I'm thankful that, you know, I was – uh, able to watch Patrick Mahomes, you know, for his career and career going forward. Patrick Mahomes is a fun watch. And I'm with you. You know, you brought Justin Herbert like him, Josh Allen like him. Uh, really good quarterback play for certain. But do you know what else I'm thankful for? I'm thankful that I live long enough to see the running game come back around in the National Football League to be something. I'm thankful that we're getting back to the point now where people are actually running the football and it's not become the run and shoot offense because that's what it's been for the last several years. Pass, 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 handoff, pass, 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 handoff. And this Shanahan offense is coming back in, in rogue here or in vain or whatever you want to say, coming back to be popular again. You're seeing more and more teams starting to run the football uh, slow the game down and focus uh, the defenses who will want to play nickel all the time and haven't tried and stop the ground game. So I'm thankful that's done. I'm hopeful to be thankful to be alive when the NBA goes away from taking 103 point shots a game. I'm hopeful to be you know alive when that cycle finally gets rid gotten rid of because I'm not a fan of that cycle. Uh, so that's what I'm thankful for this year with the Packers and the NFL. And I'm thankful that I get to do the Curtin Long podcast with Ryan Horvath three times a week. Because it's fun, and uh, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot, Ryan Horvath. Well, I'm thankful, too. Uh, I have a lot of fun as well. And I'm also thankful for the last – to be honest, ever since I've been born, I've I've been a member <laughs> of Entitled Town, man. And this is what actually – and again, we're thinking positive, but this is what makes yeah. me a little bit nervous is when Rodgers does go away, and that's why I should be more thankful this year when he does retire or they trade him next year, whatever ends up happening. I I worry a little bit about the tradition of the Green Bay Packers because it's always been Favre. It's been Rodgers. Like, yeah. you're going to have to find your next quarterback. But also, like, a guy's going to still want to play in Green Bay once Rodgers is gone. Oh, will it go back to the 80s Packers where guys view this as Siberia and nobody wants to come here? Yes, that's what I mean, man. It's cold. You know, it's not a big market. These guys aren't really yeah. getting big endorsements other than Rodgers. You don't see Aaron Jones on commercials. You know, you see some of these other guys, though, around the league, Aaron Donald. I just – that's what worries me a little bit. So, had it, but I just never want to become the Detroit Lions, the small market team that doesn't have an owner. Right. I, I, I wish we had Ellerson to confirm what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyhow. I think a little bit of the difference is – the Packers and Lambeau didn't have the top-notch facilities back then, right? They didn't have the upgrades. They weren't hanging with the best stadiums in the league as far as what's available for players, how players are treated, and all that stuff. Once Bob Harlan came in, 
and Leroy always talked about this. He changed everything. Like, what do you all want? What do you all need? I'm going to get whatever you need to do your jobs better and make you more comfortable in what you want to do. And that's when the landscape of this thing changed was, was Bob was with Bob Harlan. So yeah, they may stink. Yeah. They may not have a quarterback, but as long as Mark Murphy and whoever's after Mark Murphy should be polling whoever is after Mark Poli or after uh, those guys, as long as they continue that, history that, that Bob Harlan started of keeping upgrading Lambo, keeping upgrading the facilities. Like now, for instance, the underground parking garage now, right? That they've got now over at Lambo Field where the players can get out of their car uh, and stay inside. So now they're not walking through snow to get in like Gilbert Brown used to do with flip-flops on back in the day and shorts. You don't have to do any of that stuff anymore. And, and again, that's more about you know, making sure the players are comfortable, making sure they can compete when they start talking to these guys in free agency about the amenities that they offer at Lambeau Field. And that, I think, keeps them away from becoming Siberia again, I think. I hope. I hope. Yeah, that's probably a better word. Hope. Hope is probably a better word. All right. Question number two on our Thanksgiving edition of Curd and Long. Who in sports were you not thankful for, but later became very thankful for i got i'll start we'll go back okay. and forth we'll go back and forth Devonte adams was mine well i got a lot but Devonte adams was mine where i was hot at Devonte. i was like dude this is james jones all over again like he's gonna have a year fine but other than that he's gonna have drops his whole career and which is it means james jones turned out to be a good pro playing the nfl for a number of years like not a career to be ashamed of at all, but not a special receiver like Devontae turned out to be, right? Uh, so for me, Devontae Adams is definitely probably, I would think, probably number one on my list for a guy that I was not very thankful for uh, and obviously later became very thankful for, even though he's not here anymore. Still thankful that, you know, we could see Devontae Adams play in the NFL. Yeah, I'll go with uh, Rashawn Gary, actually. And I like the uh, pick. I just didn't like the pick where, like, I was just like, man, yeah. You know, because he was a little bit of a project, you have to remember. And I watch a lot of Michigan football. And I'm sorry. just didn't really know how to use him there, man. I mean, you saw the flashes, but he was kind of a bust, only because you thought he was going to be like the next big thing. He was this five-star recruit, and they just didn't know where the hell to play him. I put that really on Harbaugh, though. And now – that's the only thing I'm thankful for really this year, other than the development of, uh, you know, Christian Watson, which I brought up and some guys getting healthier, but man, I mean, he's, he's, an, he's tremendous. He's one of the best pass rushers in the league when he's fully healthy. And unfortunately not thankful. We don't get to see him play the rest of the year, but he had six sacks. How many quarterback pressures? I love me some Rashawn Gary. So I was wrong on that pick. I didn't bash it. I didn't hate it, but let's be honest. I wanted a wide receiver. I'm glad they took Rashawn Gary where they took Rashawn Gary. Uh, I'll go to another sport. I'll go to the NBA. Bobby Porter signing. I was like, eh, all right. Rope guy punched a dude. Like, what are we doing? Fine, I guess. So they bring him in. And this dude's becoming, you know, a Milwaukee icon for the most part. I mean, this dude doesn't have to pay for anything anywhere he goes, probably, uh, and is beloved by everybody. And now this year, he has more double doubles, I think, than anybody in the NBA at this point. And the dude's coming off the bench. I mean, the, the, he has been an unbelievable find and discovery for this Bucks organization. And really, it helped to kind of put his career back out in front where everybody thought it was going to be when he got drafted. He's kind of playing up to now the expectations 
expectation of when he came out. Wasn't all that excited. I like, like you, I didn't bash it, but it wasn't like, Oh goody. Bobby Portis is here. Like I, I didn't have that. Now you better not get rid of Bobby Portis. Cause he's a huge part of this roster and what they're able to do. And the fact that he can come in and start for Brooke Lopez, he proved that last year was able to do that just fine. Uh, and now back in the bench role, having a huge role off the bench for the bucks, kind of being their leading scorer off the bench. So Bobby Portis would be my guy for the Bucs. I'll go with uh, I'll stick with the Bucks actually. I'll go with head coach Mike Budenholzer because I uh, okay. So with Budenholzer, man. So when they hired Budenholzer, right, and it was the Jason Kidd, Joe Prunty interim head coach, they get beat by Boston in the playoffs. I was like, all right, this is a decent hire because the Bucks are a younger team. Their goal should just be win a playoff series, and then year one, I mean, they win sixty plus games. They're the number one seed, and then they end up losing in the Eastern Conference Finals to Toronto, and I crush Bud because, and rightfully so, man, like Nico Miritich shooting yep. them out of that series and then him not getting the DNP CD until, what, game six? But, it, and I still get frustrated with Bud. Like, I still get frustrated with his love for anybody that played for him 10 years ago, like the George Hill, although George Hill's been all right. Um, but, man, I mean, you go back to the championship season and those two games without Giannis against Atlanta, I thought he made the right adjustments. I thought he was tremendous in the finals against Monty Williams, who should have been coach of the year that year. I still get frustrated, but he brought you a championship. So I'll go with Mike Budenholzer. Yeah. Now you're still out on him? Yeah, I guess sure. Yeah, fine. I, I mean, no, yeah, you, I, got a champ, you got a championship. You got you, a championship, right? So you can't, you can't be mad. So yeah, sure. I mean, yes, Giannis won that championship. Yeah, fine. But, no, no, we'll say Boonholzers. I, yeah, okay. I, think, I think you gotta go. You gotta yeah, go. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's Thanksgiving weekend. I yeah, I should be more happy about things like that. So yeah, yeah sure. I'll, 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 I'll say that. Tell you right now what I well. We're not doing negative, but if we were doing negative right now, the Brewers, you'd be at the top of my list, but we'll move on. Uh, okay, let's uh, move on to the next one. What could the Packers do this offseason to make you more thankful for the Green Bay Packers? Because Ryan said earlier uh, here in Curtin Long that eh, not really a lot to be thankful for at this point, having watched his football team all year, and rightfully so. They haven't been very good. They've been rather putrid uh, for most of the year, especially on the offensive side of the football. All right, Ryan Horvat, what do you got? Uh, they So what would make me the most thankful this offseason would be, and I don't want to be, you know, cliche here, but you got to get Aaron Rodgers more help at the wide receiver position. And I like what I've seen uh, from Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. I think one more veteran wide receiver, you know, a guy like Brandon Cooks. I'm just throwing his name out. There. That name has been thrown out for like five years. Right, I think. exactly. But just one other guy, man, that Rodgers is going to trust. Wait, you know? wait, 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 wait. Geronimo Allison is not that guy for you? No, Geronimo it Allison. just worked him off. That's not your guy? No. No, Geronimo Allison is not that guy. <laughs> also, I'll be thankful if they fix whatever's going on on the defensive side of the ball, right? If some of those guys have to go, if some of those guys are busts, then they have to go and you have to – you got to make some changes on the defensive side of the ball, man, because I get it. Like, coming into this season – you look at all the, the way all these defenses are built, even the better teams in the NFC right now, right? The Cowboys, what's their weakness on the defensive side of the ball? They get gashed on the ground. They gave up over 200 rushing yards three straight weeks. Right. Uh, the Eagles, same problem, man. That's why they're making all these moves. As good as they are on the defensive side of the ball, they struggle a little bit defending the run and short passes. That's because this league, up until this year, it was built, you had to stop the pass. Nobody was running the football. Correct. This has been like... 
the renaissance of the running backs this year, man. Like these guys like Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs, like they came out of nowhere and teams are winning because of defense again this year, because of this too high, nobody could figure it out. So I think they just got to fix whatever the problem is on the defensive side of the ball, whether that is you fire Joe Barry and you bring in a new coordinator, or if you think Joe Barry's the answer, which I don't, because I can't watch any more of this soft coverage 10 yards off the ball. 10 yards off the line of scrimmage, then I think what you have to do is, you know, you either make the change with the coordinator or you have to make some of the changes with the personnel, whether that's through the draft, free agency, trades, whatever you have to do, because the defense has been a huge letdown and there's way too many first round picks and there's way too much talent on that side of the ball uh, to be this bad. So they will make me thankful. I will be thankful if they fix that up. And if they don't want to do all that and it's rebuild time, I'll be thankful if they trade Aaron Rodgers no. to a contender, preferably no. the Washington no. Commanders because no. I live here. And if no. Bezos buys the team and they want to go all in, him and Jay-Z, trade away all those first-round picks, then look at it like this. Then the Packers are set up in the future, and Rodgers has one more shot to win. So I'll be thankful if uh, they just fit, fix everything pretty much. Okay. So oh my goodness, I don't know where to begin with what you just said. Okay. So first of all, I, I don't need a wide receiver in the first round next year. I don't need a wide receiver in the second round. I, hold, I, on, I, hold on. What if it's Jackson Smith and the Jigba or somebody's there? Yeah, from Ohio what if State. Guys, it is going to be Justin Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. A stud. Yeah, sure. Fine. I'll listen to it. But that yeah. I, I don't need that to be thankful, I guess, for the Packers. For me right now, I want a damn impact safety. That's what I want. I want a pro bowl caliber safety back there because the safety play in this team has been not good, right? Amos was fine till this year. I think he's fallen off a little bit. Savage has got awful. Now they're playing him in a nickel uh, in a slot. We'll see if he gets better as the year goes on as he's learning this position. But right now, that's not been fun either. And even, even if he does figure it out, which is fine, you still need a safety to replace him um, in that package. So for me, I want a safety. I don't Now, personally, I would rather have a veteran safety than a rookie, but because of finances, that may not be possible. And I'll caveat it by saying I'm not a big fan of taking safeties in the first round of the NFL draft. Just call me like a 65-year-old NFL executive. So I, I don't really like taking safeties early. But for me, if they could find an impact safety somehow, some way, I think that would be big. I think the other thing that I would be thankful for is they need another offensive tackle. And now, like pronto, because Bakhtiari can't stay healthy. He can't finish games. He's not playing a ton and not as much as he should. There's no guarantee this will be any better next year as he's another year older. None at all. Right tackle needs to be fixed. If Yash is going to be left tackle, that's fine. If Yash is going to stay at right tackle, then you need to draft a left tackle. But you've got to find another tackle to rotate in. They've got a million interior guys, so I'm fine with whatever they want to play on the interior. But they need a tackle. Elton Jenkins, maybe he's still not healthy, and that's why he sucked at right tackle. But if next year comes and they go, we're going to give it another shot now that you're you're off of the surgery, you're year and a half, whatever it is, and then he plays fine. Okay, then that's not as big of a deal. But you got to sign Elton Jenkins. See, that's that's the other thing in all this. How much are you going to have to pay Elton Jenkins to keep Elton Jenkins uh, going forward? So we'll have to wait and see on that. So for me, it's offensive tackle and safety would be the two things I would be thankful for if they could address this offseason uh, at this point. I'm not as much on the train of, oh, you got to fire Joe Barry. Because, folks, we've talked about this before. 
how many offensive coordinators are we going to fire? I mean, you fired Capers. That wasn't the answer. You fired Patton. That wasn't the answer. And here comes Joe Barry, and he clearly isn't the answer. And like Ryan said, at some point, it's got to be somewhat having to do with the talent. So either they can't figure out the concepts of where they're supposed to be and doing what they're supposed to be doing, and it's a constant screw-up of guys being in the wrong position. So it's either that, where all three of them had defenses that were so complicated these guys couldn't figure it out, or B – they're just not that good. They're not as good as what everybody thinks they are, especially us Packer fans who have higher expectations for certain guys probably than the rest of the league does when they look at the Packers' defense, right? That could be part of it too. Yeah. But, I mean, so, okay, so you fire Joe Barry, you bring somebody else in, and let's say it's the same result. Then what? We're going to fire another guy after another year? At some point, it can't just be on the coordinator every single freaking year. Like, it just drives me nuts. And I'm not saying I disagree with you, Ryan, and what people say about playing 10 yards off the line of scrimmage and all that crap. I totally agree with you on that 100%. I just don't know if firing Joe Barry really matters at this point. That's all. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, but and, and I was I was thinking about that too. Like maybe we just overhype some of these guys, Eric yeah. Stokes and you know Darnell Savage, and, and you know, like you said about Amos, Amos is getting a little bit older. At least he's still giving effort out there most right. of the time, throwing his shoulder around. Savage is allergic to trying to make a play or a tackle. <laughs> Jair, and I know how good Jair is according to PFF. He's been a little bit of a letdown for me too. Just Thank for you. and I Great. love Jair, but the but like you talk a big game, man. Like make you make, are not beyond. I mean, there's been some rough moments. And I mean, I know how good Terry McLaurin and some of these guys are, but if you're a top corner in the league, man, come on now. And you're going to, and you're going to talk the Stefan Diggs thing again. And I know he wasn't covering Stefan Diggs the entire game, but if you guys are going to be getting into it, I don't care what Joe, I know Joe Barry's the coordinator. You tell him F you, man, I'm the top corner in the league. He's torturing us. He's torturing us right now. I'm covering him the rest of the game in man coverage. Yeah, um, I, I don't want to be well, negative, I mean, like everybody yeah. though. Everybody other than Rashawn Gary, and I'll give Preston Smith a, a shout out here as well. I mean, you know, I would rather have Zedarius, but Preston at least again he's given effort out there. Guys like Rudy Ford, is he good? Probably not. He had one really nice game, but at least he's out there giving effort. And the rest of the season, that's what I want to see. If these guys. Like Savage and like Jair, if they don't, if if they've given up on the season, I'd rather see some of these other guys yeah. and try to evaluate what you have talent wise. I do want Joe Barry fired though. I'm sorry, I know we're trying to be positive. <laughs> try to be positive. Try to be positive. All right, uh, Thanksgiving edition, Kurt and Long. Don't forget, you can always download it uh, wherever podcasts are available. That auto downloader is a cool feature too. I guess that people can use to auto download every time it. We download it. It gets downloaded into your feed, and then you can listen to it whenever you like. Don't forget to Toy Drive coming up starting on Monday, the 28th here next week. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6A to 6P out at Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek on Ross and Avenue for Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest. Uh, I always tell people, start a tradition. Bring your kids out. Let them buy a toy. Toyland at Blaine's Farm and Fleet or whatever the case may be. And drop off a toy. Kids helping kids that are less fortunate. It's a cool tradition to start. We've seen it for numerous families over the years, 16 years of watching literally kids grow up over the years. They come out every year and buy a toy uh, for another kid. It's just a cool family tradition that I think would be cool to do at the holidays. Uh, if you have kids. So again, next week, Monday through Friday, I'll be out there most of the hours. I may be out here and there, but for the most part, I'll be out there each and every day uh, for most of the day. So come on out, say hi. We'll talk some sports. We'll talk about how much you love Kurt and Long, uh, and uh, it'll be fun. Uh, okay, and our last topic. Favorite part of Thanksgiving Day. And then we'll get to the favorite side. Favorite part of Thanksgiving Day. Now, Ryan Horvath already said earlier in this Kurt and Long podcast, this is 
the man's favorite holiday. The, the, right here. Now, there's only one other person I know that's ever said that to me, and that's Rami Makhlouf, because that yeah. dude loves food, right? Yeah. He loves cooking the food. He loves eating the food. He loves eating the food, and he loves eating the food. And Rami is all about it. And I, in fact, I know he's back in town. He was in Chicago last night. I was texting him about the Sacramento Kings game as they almost pulled an Atlanta Falcons and blew that game against Memphis last night. And John Moran, what are you doing, dude? But okay, sorry. Uh, let's move on. So, favorite part of Thanksgiving Day, Ryan Horvath. So, my favorite part, everybody always talks about the football. And I like football on Thanksgiving Day, but I feel like I rarely, like, I, I never really pay attention to the game because my favorite part of Thanksgiving, and this year I'm actually uh, stuck on the East Coast. Luckily, I have my wife and my son, and I have the day off. So, I'm thankful for that. Nice. I have to work on Thanksgiving. You know, years as a producer, <laughs> a part time producer, yep. a, lot of, lot, a lot of holidays I'd work. But no, I mean, uh, my favorite part is the family, man. We would go over to my grandmother's house, and I just like seeing all my cousins um later on at night some buddies would come over i like the night before thanksgiving if you go back home and you know i know it's it's overblown now and you know it's it's, it's kind of crazy but i like just seeing friends seeing family i think that's the best part of thanksgiving though is just spending time together we'd play like games seen it monopoly you know stuff like that i like uh spending time with the family on thanksgiving you, i think that's what it's all about man the older i get especially you got uh, junior monopoly for the boy Got Junior Monopoly, yeah. It's so much fun, and it's so much quicker than regular Monopoly. That's for the thing, and that's what we play because, yes. you know, like if we if we play Monopoly, there's your whole Thanksgiving right there. Yes. That could be seven hours, and I dominate at Monopoly, and my wife judges every move, every property I buy, and then I end up winning, and then she storms off, and, like, <sighs> I sleep on the couch over yeah. Monopoly. That's how competitive she is. Yeah, I, I have the same issue. Yeah, and I won't let, let her win. Like, I don't let my kid win in one-on-one. My dad didn't let me win in basketball until I was actually able to beat him when I was a junior in high school. I I'd be eight years old driving the lane and he'd be swatting my shots. Yep. You can't let your kid beat you. <laughs> yep. I agree. Boy, we, we agree on that. Yes. I'm with you. And Leroy no. always said to me, Oh, Sparky, you got to let Jackson. Da, 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 da. I'm like, no, I'm not going to. Yeah. Leroy, it's easy for you to say you're a hall of famer, the Lambo <laughs> elite, man. We're just regular guys. Like we. <laughs> can't uh, okay. Uh, favorite part of Thanksgiving day uh, for me. I, I tend to agree that to me, it's, you know, we go by uh, her mom's house. Um, in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, uh, where she lives on a body of water. And it's just, it's just awesome. Like, so Thanksgiving day, you get there, obviously we got the football games on the food's cooking. She's cooking all the food. You get the smells of the food as it's cooking and everything else playing with the kid watching football. And now this year I got a baby. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, and you know, then being able to sit around the, the, the table and eat and know that there's dessert waiting for you that you're going to get to, but you're gonna be so full. It's going to be a while before you can get to the dessert. I just, I, I just I, I love Thanksgiving. It's not my favorite holiday. Christmas is clearly my favorite if you see all the Christmas trees in my house. But the Thanksgiving is is definitely right up there. I, I enjoy spending time with the family. And I also fortunate for the most part. I mean, I work a little bit on Thanksgiving, but for the most part, uh, not having to work on Thanksgiving is also a, a blessing as well. Favorite side at Thanksgiving, Ryan Horvath, favorite side. So when I are talking now, are you a turkey family? Yeah, yeah, I'm a big turkey guy. I don't okay, do so are we. I don't like ham, and this is the issue, is uh, oh. when I got married, so when I go over to my wife's side, they do ham, not the turkey. But they've for started Thanksgiving? They, yeah, they've started making turkey just for me. Oh, we do ham for Christmas. We've never done ham for Thanksgiving. That's interesting. Yeah, I'd never heard of it either. 
But uh, no, I'm I'm big into the turkey. My favorite side. It's boring. I'm a big mashed potatoes guy. Mm-hmm. My grandmother passed yeah. away last year, and nobody could figure out how to make her mashed potatoes. Uh, God bless my wife. She tries, but that's the toughest part, man. Is uh, I miss those. And she gave the recipe before she passed away. We still just can't get it right. The other thing, though, the thing that my wife makes that I like: shredded Brussels sprouts. I wasn't yeah. like a big, oh, no, I, no, I wasn't a veggie my guy. Guess is she, over. We gotta go. Oh, oh my god! The way that she makes these, tremendous shredded brussels sprouts. <laughs> get out of here what are you yeah. is it like drizzled in chocolate or something to cover up the taste what, what, what makes it so good what are you talking about brussels I sprouts i don't know what she does does your I kid eat them yeah oh he loves them he loves them in fact yeah and and i knew you were gonna say this so actually my wife so she does uh lemon uh lemon juice maple syrup two spoons maple of that syrup yeah dijon mustard dijon mustard dijon <laughs> uh garlic <laughs> Crushed red pepper flakes. Yeah, man, the way she makes this, I'm telling you, because I'm I'm not the biggest Brussels sprout guy. I'm not the biggest veggie but guy. But it's good. Oh, it's tremendous the way she makes it. I'll send you the recipe. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah, sure. Give it a shot, I guess. I mean, Brussels sprouts. Maple um, syrup. Okay, so I'm with you. Like, I'm a huge potato guy, right? Any type of potato I'm in, let's just get out of my way and go baked potatoes, mashed potatoes, French fries, whatever. Any type of potato I'm in. So I'm with you on that. Real quick on your grandma. Yeah. I was just having this conversation with my mother a couple of days ago. And we were talking about her mom, my grandma, who passed away years and years and years ago, um, about this thing she made was um, tuna fish casserole. And then she had a couple other things that she made. And my mom, to this day, thinks that my grandma left something out on purpose uh, of her recipes to make sure they couldn't be duplicated the way she cooked it. Because yeah. she wanted to be the only way that – the best way was with, with grandma's way. And, yeah, y'all, here, here you go. Have at it. But it's not going to be as good as mine because I'm not going to give you the one other thing. I know what, how it all came up. She made chocolate chip cookies. And I was like, yeah, these these aren't as good as grandma's. She's like, I'm telling you, she was doing some of those damn cookies. And she doesn't. She never put in the recipe what it was. I think these old people do it on purpose, Horvath. I think they do because they want to be known for those special recipes that nobody else could duplicate. Grandma's love. There's nothing better, right? I think yeah. they do it on purpose to their kids. They don't give them everything. They give them some of it, but they don't give them the whole the secret sauce, right? They The, the kids don't get the secret sauce to the recipes. No, and that's the thing, because even her daughters, my aunts, can't figure it out. My right. wife can't figure it out. It's so funny, though, because, like, even, um, like, I ran into my aunt, like, uh, her ex-husband. They got divorced years ago. She's been yeah. remarried. They get along and whatnot, though. And he's like, man, I miss your grandma's mashed potato. My mom says <laughs> the same thing, and her and my dad got divorced when I was in, like, the third grade. So even, uh-huh. like, people that aren't even members of the family love those mashed potatoes. And oh, I don't no. know what it was, man. There was, like, no garlic in them or anything. They were just fluffy and delicious. Oh, Love mashed so, potatoes. Okay, me too. Uh, okay, favorite. Okay, so mashed potatoes, I'm with you on. Now, this next one that I'm going to say, I know a lot of people hate. I get it. But, man, I love me green bean casserole, man. I, I could eat green bean casserole all day. Now, stuffing is another one that I'm a big fan of. Love me some stuffing. No matter, I don't care if it's stovetop, I'm good with that. Now, she, her mom makes homemade, which is awesome on freaking believable like her homemade stuffing is through the roof good so love me the stuffing um and my dad's mom made stuffing back in the day and it was to this day i i wish i don't know if anybody even has the recipe but i'll never forget this growing up make stuffing the next day after it would be cold 
my dad would take like a handful of stuffing, throw some salt on it and eat it cold while watching TV or whatever. Every year. I've never heard of anybody eating cold stuffing with salt on it, but my dad did it forever in a day. And I cannot figure out why that was able to be done. Have you ever had cold stuffing? Cold not heated salt? back up? No, I don't think I have. Either have I, I don't know. If somebody else has, feel free. Tweet at Sparky Ray or Ryan Horvath. But for me, that's it. All right. Favorite dessert, Ryan Horvath, at Thanksgiving. Favorite dessert for me, pumpkin pie. Another thing that my wife does not like. She does not like pumpkin pie, man. And it's funny because, like, a lot of people in my family do not like pumpkin pie. So they do the uh, French silk pie. Oh, yeah. I like that, too. But, no, man, Thanksgiving's all about the pumpkin pie. And I I get all into the pumpkin season, man. Like, I'm a – that's why I love – like, I'm a Big Ten fan. I love a college football Saturday, get a pumpkin spice latte. It's nice and cold outside. This is my favorite time of the year. I love the pumpkin season, though. Yeah. I, I drink like the Starbucks drinks, the pumpkin spice latte, sure. like I had the pumpkin pie, pumpkin muffins. I'm just really into the pumpkins, man. I was born in October though, so yeah, that makes sense. Then. Yeah, that that makes sense. I love pumpkin pie too. Her mom makes this thing, a pumpkin tort. I want to say it is. It takes her like two days to make it, and I had it. I think it was a couple of years ago for the first time. So I asked her, I'm like, "Hey, are you making that?" She's like, uh, "Wasn't planning on it. it. Takes two days." I was like, "Man, that's like my favorite thing." All right, fine, I'll make it. So now she's making it. She started yesterday, I think, or she's starting it today for tomorrow. I don't know how it all works, but yeah, pumpkin tart, but pumpkin pie through the roof. Good. So good. We got a, um, those no bake pumpkin pies that they sell, like the jello, no bake pumpkin pies. And Kay turned it into put a layer of cheesecake in it with the pumpkin pie. And oh my God, it was so good. So it was like a pumpkin cheesecake, like a no bake pumpkin cheesecake. It was unbelievable. One last question for you, Ryan Horvath, because this came up on Green and Growing as well, Nathan Marzian and I at the end of the show. Do you like the fact that the NBA does not play on Thanksgiving? I do. Christmas Day is all about the NBA. I also don't really like the fact, and especially this year, because I want to enjoy my Christmas. I don't want to watch Packers <laughs> Dolphins at all. That's going to be a terrible matchup. I actually would prefer football not on Christmas. Maybe you know, I I, I like uh, I think Thanksgiving should be all about football, and I think yes. Christmas Day should be about the NBA. But you, Nathan, and I all agree. I, I don't like football on Christmas either. That should be the NBA. I've said forever and a day, the NBA season should literally start on Christmas Day. Yeah. That should be the first game. Shorten the season down. We don't need these many games in the NBA, just like you don't need as many games in the MLB as they have. Shorten it down, have the kick off the NBA season be on, th- on, on Christmas Day, and let's go. I, I think that would be, you know, three games, four games, whatever. Uh, and then after that, start the season that weekend. Yeah, because like on Christmas Day, man, football, I really have to pay attention, especially if the Packers are playing, even if they are terrible. Like I'm going to have to take four hours of my day and dedicate it to that game. With the NBA, I could just toss the game on. You know, you kind of watch back, back and forth. And then you really only need to see, let's be honest, in the NBA, the final three, four minutes of the game. Right. And so you could, you know, hang out with your family, open presents, play with your kids. I don't like football on Christmas Day. I'm glad we're all in agreement on that. And it's probably an unpopular take. If we put that on Twitter, the football guys would come after us, we know. but who I, I don't care. But we all agree. A quick shout out here. We don't do shout outs in Carolina, but I'm going to do it anyhow because I'm happy for him. Lance Leopold, according yeah. to reports last night, uh, agreed to a contract extension at 20 2029 with Kansas, the former UW Whitewater coach, who some wanted to be the next Badger head coach. Obviously, that's going to go to Jim Leonard. But uh, that's 
That is huge for Kansas to be able to lock him in to that long-term deal and not let him get away because, you know, programs like Kansas, when you struggle, nobody wants to stay there. They want to go to a program that's been successful and you know you can get to the mountaintop. For somebody to stay there and be willing to build that thing year after year, like Barry Alvarez at Wisconsin. Barry Alvarez had many opportunities to leave. With Phil- the Eagles came hard after him. Um, did the Dolphins maybe too? But he had opportunities and he stayed. He never left. I love that, man. It's um, like a kind of a local tie. That, that My uncle Bob, my uncle Bob uh, Gillespie, actually. So he was the oh, yeah. coach of Rippin forever and uh, baseball and basketball. And he was good friends with Rick Majerus. Sure. And every year, Majerus would be like, come on my bench. And he had so many different opportunities, big time D1 opportunities. And he just wanted to stay at Rippin and he still lives there. Just love That's it. awesome. Yeah. That's so cool, man. I, love I like that. stories like that, though, man. I mean, and, and it's great to see with Lance, but – I thought he was going to take the big job because Nebraska, like you said, Wisconsin. I mean, I think there was going to be there and still will be a lot of phone calls here the next couple of years for him. So that's cool because he is what he's done with that program. Ridiculous. The last couple of years, their win total before the season one, one and a half. Yep. And now, I mean, man, they're going to the bowl game. I can't wait to see what Nebraska does. I, I really I cannot wait. If it's not Matt Rule, it's not going to be Leopold. Leonard's going to stay at Wisconsin. So who, he has to get a big fish. He's got to get somebody. I'd say like Matt Campbell from Iowa State maybe, but I don't know because they've been a big letdown this Hell season. Yeah. I'd game. give an open checkbook to David Randa at Baylor. Be like, here you go. Oh, God, me too. Yeah, that, that would be my play. All right. Here's Ryan Horvath, Steve Sparky Fiverr. Have a happy Thanksgiving, y'all. And then we'll have another Curtin Long podcast for you coming up on Friday where we actually will talk Packers, Eagles, and the sort. That's coming up on Friday morning. Uh, you'll be able to download that. Uh, what a time. 5 a.m. I think it will be available on Friday morning. Have a good one. Toodles.